Welcome to this week's episode of Pally Talks Golf. The podcast is powered by four golf customs, those beautiful people based in Clean Castle, Derek, Don, Christine and Jill, and they are there for your custom fitting needs. Tour level custom fitting experience, five star hospitality is what you get when you rock in. And above all, their zero tolerance workshop ensures your equipment is built to spec. No plus or minus this or plus or minus that. It is built specifically for you to the zero tolerances um, that the tour gets. Um, so if you're looking to become a better golfer, you want to invest in your equipment for golf is the place to go. This week, we sat down with Matt Janella. Over 25 years of covering golf between Golf Channel, Golf Digest, and now CEO and founder of the Fire Pit Collective. Media, podcasts, stories in golf, the people in golf. I just want to be Matt when I grow up. We had a great chat. His lineage goes back to actually County Clare. So uh, Matt Janella is a fellow Clare man, even though it is you know, down in Doombeg area. But we won't fight over that. But always a great insight into a different take on the golfing world. But I think I got a bit out of Matt that maybe others didn't. And when they chat to him in terms of how he got into golf, how he got into media, and kind of how they approach things at the Firepick Collective, and why he loves Ireland so much. Roll it there. Tell me, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What do you think it is? Matt Janella, are you ready to tee it up? I feel like we've already finished. You know what I mean? We have we've we we finished before we even got going. It's not what they say. They say the best bits. <laughs> they say the best bits happen before you're starting. Don't they? You can you can use whatever you want on the front end of this. I know the preamble was uh, was just as good, but I, I, it's always a pleasure to see you. Be on with you. Uh, I love what you do and how you do it. I love your energy and enthusiasm and consistency and uh, and all that you're putting out. And uh, I love Ireland as much as uh, as much as anybody can who isn't uh, living in Ireland. I I have roots in Ireland. I've continued to uh, you know unearth my my heritage and uh, and I'll stop you there, right? I'll stop you there because I watched that piece. It's on. The bit you did, I, I'm not sure if it's Fire Pit or a another uh, when you tracked your lineage in Dublin, and I I screen grabbed that video uh, of where you're from. I think I sent it on to you actually, but you're from like ten minutes away from like originally where my mother is from, like in Clare. So you're a Clare man. So uh, I'm definitely a Clare man. We could be related, Patty. To be honest with you. It's it's part of Claire where we're definitely related. The Michael Boland, Michael Boland, my great great grandfather, uh, and I've I've met some neighbors there now. I've gone to the land. I have a piece of the old house in my yard now. Uh, in my yard, I brought it back from the old uh, stone wreckage. Uh, we're going to prepare another actual piece where I go and and really walk the land with some locals and hear more about uh more about my family heritage so um yeah i am a claire man it's official the bolands uh and uh i'm very proud very proud to have that irish heritage honestly 
Oh, fair play. You can actually prove it, unlike a lot, a lot of Americans, as you say. I'm seventh generation Lynch in Kilfenora. So uh, we can track our lineage back across to stone, old stone houses in the burn. That's, mm. that's how clear I am, by. But this, yeah. show is about, this show is about you. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what, what's your earliest memory of golf? So I've got like, you know, two uh, that, that really, you know, two or three that really stick out to me. My first one in which I really actually went and played golf for the first time. I lived in uh, Santa Rosa, California. Um, we live in a beautiful, we lived in a beautiful little neighborhood, uh, in St. Francis acres surrounded by young families. So kids everywhere. One of my best friends was a guy by the name of Matt Cohen. Now, meanwhile, we're, we're all playing, you know, we're talking about seven years old, eight years old, that age group, you know, my little guy's six Bandon, Bandon, Ireland, Bandon dunes, Bandon's my little guy. He's six, probably a little older than what he is now. I remember uh, Matt Cohen was played golf. Apparently, he had a great um, a great skill set for the game of golf. We were all playing soccer, football, basketball. You know, it was not golf wasn't really on my radar at all. I know my uncle. I knew my uncle played golf. He was very good at it, but it wasn't. My dad was kind of not into the game much. He worked really hard. He was. He's. You know. He was gone at five in the morning, home at eight o'clock at night. You know, he was, it just wasn't, golf wasn't it for him. And uh, Matt Cohen's dad, Al Cohen, I was over at Matt Cohen's house and Al Cohen uh, said, all right, Matt, let's go. We're, you know, Matt, we're going to play golf. And, uh, and so I either had two options, either go with them or go home. And uh, so I made a call home. Can I go with, you know, Mr. Cohen? Uh, yeah, okay. So we went to Sonoma County Fairgrounds. It's a horse track. It's the fair it's the this the racetrack. Inside the racetrack was a nine hole, you know, uh little short course. And um we went out and played that golf course. I do remember it very vividly. And uh the holes weren't much, you know, tee to green, flat piece of land, maybe a little water here and there. And and I'll never forget, you know, this was my first time playing and I was struggling. And Al Cohen said, first of all, tee it up anywhere you want. You know, so we got to, I, I thought that was cool because that made it a lot easier to get the ball airborne. You know, that strike, that feeling. And I remember having that feeling that you get when you hit a clean one and it feels like you hit air. And uh, and that I'll, I'll never forget him. And I was like, I felt like it was so cool that I got to tee it up in the fairway you know like just got to and it just i was like really i can do that you know and i'll never forget that that was my first that was really my first and i'll always go back to al cohen matt cohen that day sonoma county friend that little golf course is still there to this day inside that racetrack in santa rosa california it's a lovely story um you mentioned bandon there and i think he's possibly one of the coolest six-year-olds on the planet uh i've met him a couple of times uh when he was maybe two or three i was at like an opening willing soul store in 2018 yeah and then just this past april um what a guy but how would you compare i suppose <laughs> when you were his age playing golf to maybe what he's experiencing now you know i i i keep saying this because um you know he's growing up at goat hill park 
and uh, Goat Hill Park is similar to, you know, Sonoma County Fairgrounds, Bennett Valley Golf Course, you know, these places where you'd kind of drop, we'd be dropped off. And, you know, you'd have a couple buddies, you'd hit some buckets of balls, you'd have some putting contests, maybe go play nine holes, you know, if, if the situation was right on the golf course. The pros, you know, were almost like pseudo babysitters, right? Like they were... Bob Borowitz, I remember, you know, he's a legendary pro in Northern California, impeccable reputation, just a quality human being. Well, Bob, you know, Bob Borowitz, like he, you know, he might or might not even remember me or us. I mean, it was a, you know, crazy time back in, you know, we're talking about the the late seventies, early eighties, but it was, you know, we, we, kids were kind of a big part of the fabric of that, of that community. Well, Goat Hill Park, the greatest gift I can give to to Bandon is growing up at Goat Hill Park. He has, uh, you know, countless friends there, Patty. Like, we, we, we pull up, and if I'm without Bandon, people are like, where's Bandon? Where's Bandon? What, what's going on? Why is, why is not Bandon out here today? Where's, you know, tell Bandon. I said, hello, how's he come? You know, he, he goes in, and he gets the buckets of balls. He plucks in the number. He... Goes to the rain like the other day. He, you know, he's looking at me. Where we we only there's only two stalls. One stall in the middle of the the, the range, and one way down on the end. He's like, Dad, you know, you got to go get your own stall. I mean, you know, I, I'm not. I mean, I don't want to do this share thing where we hit three and I hit three and you. You know, he's like, so here I am at the end and I'm looking back. And he's chatting it up like he's one of the guys. He's six years old. And he gets the uh, he got the old soul award at school, so you know he can carry a conversation with you know Fernie and Jaybird and Hunter and uh, you know he's got Zach and and uh, Evan and the, all the guys in the shop. Everybody you know he pops up in the chair. He he says he works at Goat Hill Park. He tries to get up there and take money and and run the run the cash register. So he's got a little three hole kids course. He's it's got the, you know, 4,500 yard par 65, eight par threes. They got the goat tees for the kids. Uh, I, 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 I have to take a cart with him cause he's only six can't carry his bag, but he ends up walking with all the guys. He'll jump up in the group in front. Dad, I'm going up with Wardy uh, now. <laughs> and he plays a few holes with Wardy on Friday afternoons in the skin. So I, I, the the greatest thing about the goat and they got youth on course there kids pay five dollars or less you know the greatest thing about the goat is it's very similar to what i had as a kid that's the beauty of it you know what i mean and and i was at la hinch not long ago anya donnegan we were doing a feature on her and you know it was a random wednesday evening cold to the bone you know six six in the evening sun's going down and there's 60 kids out on the green at la hinch for a putting contest boys and girls wide range of of ages and you know i know you guys have it too it's it's very uh fundamental to the fabric of your culture is the game of golf we i think we sort of lost sight of that a little bit here in the u.s and i think it's coming back now realizing that you know, building private, exclusive, expensive, hard, long, like that doesn't work if you're trying to like, you know, if you're trying to create a culture of skiers, you don't build double diamonds, you build the bunny slopes, <laughs> yeah. and then you build the intermediate slopes, and then you build the, you know what I mean? You got to have all the connecting of dots. So it's a long answer to your to your question. But I think ultimately, 
what we have here at Goat Hill Park or what he had at Winter Park 9, which is where we were, you know, our community prior to this, you got to have something like that. And I say it all the time, if you have something that is embracing kids and cultivate kids, then you cultivate community because with kids comes the adults. And now you have something that's, that looks healthy, feels right, and is conducive to sort of what we're doing when we're talking about truly growing the game. Hundred percent, and just to kind of lay lay another line of bricks down on top of your foundation, there is like golf course clubs in Ireland wouldn't have been seen as that open ended for my dad's generation. We'll say, mm. you know, it's really my generation and newer. So in Lehinch specifically, it, if it wasn't for one man proposing it, the local principal of the school, Kevin Glynn. There's a whole, there's, there's 30 and 36, there's 25 years plus of generations that now play golf because of him, you know, because wow. he pushed it, it was something we do. Physical education, we call it PE in school, uh, was an option for the three schools in Ennis Diamond of a Friday. You can stay in the sports hall and play soccer or whatever, or rounders, or you can go out to the Hinch and play golf. They're your options. So everybody play golf, right? Uh, get get out of school. You might might get lost coming off the other other side of the bus and end up down the prom um, with a bag of <laughs> chips. But either are, do you know what I mean? So it's not like oh, Ireland has always been like this. It's really the last wow. We'll say thirty years. So and and I can see because I've you know I keep a, abreast of what's happening in the states and short courses and places like Winter Park and Goat Hill Park. Um, in terms of what's happening, and, and it is kind of the demographic I'm kind of in, like under 40, you know, there isn't generational money. I want to play golf. It's very tough. And I think Harrington said it on like last week that he, he doesn't know how golfers get the access in the States. It's so expensive. But just it, it is down to the work of a few people in clubs that it has become that Wednesday evening. It could be a Friday evening in Hinch or Tralee or. Um, Port Rush, they all now have big junior programs and thanks to the work of people like Kevin Glynn and, and progressive committees that have developed that you know um, mm. Leigh Hinch were in a Fred Daly semi-final so that's under 18's team golf mm. for the first time ever won our first pennant this year, Royal Port Rush won it this year when previously w- wouldn't have been at the races at all, um, I hope they don't mind me saying that but thanks to the work of like um, Charlene <laughs> Reed up in Port Rush, you know, runs all their junior programs. But um, just a note on Goat Hill Park, it's been, it was a mecca for me since I found out it existed. And especially for the last kind of since I've been doing this podcast, I might get DMs from people on committees or from having a chat with directors of golf over here. And they're like, oh, we're trying to build our brand. We're trying to get ourselves on the map. I just tell them to follow one Instagram profile, and that's Goat Hill Park. Oh, if cool. you can replicate that over in your corner or in your parish or community and um, then you're on you're you'll be on to something good you know well you know i we just hosted the wishbone brawl here um at at goat hill park sixth annual xander shoffley jeff ogilvy uh a, a concept that hatched with dean wilson and john ashworth john ashworth the caretaker of goat hill park who saved the golf course it was going to be churned up it was going to be something else it was on death's doorstep it had fallen into disrepair it was it was just a mess right and he rallied the community and now 10 years 11 years into this he's 
gets it better every day. The greens are in immaculate shape. The, it just It's just a blueprint of what's possible if people actually you know, a focus, a, a little attention on a community asset, the green space, you know, you know, the, you know, the story, right. And, um, but the wishbone brawl and, and, uh, and some locals, uh, playing and the, the, the Leovau twins now 19 year old girls who grew up at Goat Hill Park, who grew up, you know, in the North County Junior Golf Association, who grew up caddying for the wishbone brawl last year, we're making hot dogs during the wishbone brawl in which Fred Couples and Jeff Ogilvy lost at Xander Shoffley and Dean Wilson. And then they played in it this year, right? Two girls and they had two caddies, the, the Lee twins, Ada and Annabelle. So you had this foursome of, of young women out there competing and held their own against Xander Shoffley and, and Chris Riley and, and uh, Jeff Ogilvy and Colin Featherstone, a corn fairy tour player who's local. And uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful event. But on the tee box, I announced that, you know, St. Andrews, the home of golf had old Tom Morris, who obviously, you know, to me, he's the man, right? There's nobody, the more I learn, I, I love all the different architects and a lot of people had different impact, but old Tom was the man, architecture, equipment, championship golf and, and agronomy, right? You know, the whole, the, this, this was a guy who impacted so many aspects of the game and he had the golf for all mentality. He hated the idea that golf would become an elitist sport you know this needed to be you know to this day they close it down on sundays it's a parkland you could you know it was the the week of the open and i'm walking up the middle of the fairway with my buddies uh leaving the jigger and headed up to the to the other part of town and we're walking down the middle of the fairway and the security guard stopped us and took a picture of us in the middle of the fairway at night you know in u.s you'd be arrested the week of the open you know what i mean so it's that vibe and so I say, you know, St. Andrews and the home of golf had old Tom Morris, Goat Hill Park, Oceanside, golf in the U.S. has old John Ashworth, who, you know, he's out there in the dirt, you know, supporting junior golf. He created a junior caddy academy. He's in, you know, he's helping redesign this golf course. He he, he supports Persimmon Woods. That's what they play in the in the wishbone brawl. You know, everybody talks about length and distance and you know the golf course that ball is going too far the answer the short answer is just shrink the game don't make the game bigger you know 4500 yards being precise having to work the ball right and left you know goat hill park if you, if you show up and you've played it, it plays so much longer than forty five hundred oh. yards, right? Like when it's you said like, that, I was like, it's it's no way it's that short, no fucking <laughs> way. It's like <laughs> half at least six five, you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> and, and you know it's the same thing like at Pasatiempo, but like I mean, there's so many examples of what people perceive to be like long golf, and it's actually not if it's done right and it's done it's done thoughtfully and carefully it can be done in a way that it challenges everybody you hit every club in your bag so look i know there's a place for a little bit of everything and but i just love where the game is going right now certainly in the u.s um uh you know what i think about golf in ireland and uh, i i'm just you know the professional game is such a small piece of what's happening when we say golf and the professional game is upside down and inside out and full of money and greed and, you know, and name calling and, and darkness and despair. And, you know, I, 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 and so 
If they work it out, great. If they don't, I don't really give a shit, to be honest with you, because what we know as the, uh, as the game is going in the right direction and seems to be healthy. And, you know, Sawgrass charging $900 for a green fee. I don't really give, you know, that's so outlandish. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I don't even care. But Goat Hill Park is $35, you know, $50 if you take a card or something. Like, you know, I mean, that, there's enough out there for us. Golden Gate Park, we're doing a story on right now, a nine-hole golf course in the middle of Golden Gate Park in San Francisco that they're revitalizing. And there's the, the stories go on and on. Canal Shores and National Links Trust and you know WP9 and, and uh, there's a new golf course I just saw. Uh, we, we used to be Rolling Hills in Scottsdale, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, and it's now uh, grass clippings. The guys there have are transforming this into a really cool short course with lights that you're going to be turned on. So you know. I can go on and on about about how good it is and where we're going and the trends and and I'm excited about it. The force is strong in you, as they say. Um, <laughs> my uh, Christopher, I don't think you've met Christopher yet. Is thirteen? He's he's uh, got autism, so he knows all of the quotes from Star Wars. So I get a weekly installation. So they come out when I'm at work. They come on the podcast. And that's one of them. Um, so the passion is the passion is there. The passion for golf, for the maybe not necessarily for the industry or the top level. VIP player, um, but golf is so much more than that. You know, golf is for us. Golf is for for the normal person. You know, whether you're a CEO or someone who cleans glasses, golf is for you. And I suppose that's that's maybe not a brush that has been painted with outside of Irish shores, right? Um, I'm going to bring it back to you because you're very good at not talking about yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know you're Irish when when you're good at not talking about yourself. But you know, well, if you know, talk about yourself, the Irish <laughs> will knock you down. I've I've learned that very quickly. No, you see, you see, Irish people are really don't want to talk about themselves, but they'll know, they'll fucking know everything about you, right? Um, so you're very good at that. Um, how did you end up in golf, Matt? Again, I, I just think that it, it it goes back to the Al and Matt Cohens. It goes back to my uncle Tony Kiehofer. It goes back to the people. So I got I started working in golf. You know, as 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 a young guy in Northern California, that was an option of being able to actually make money. I could go pick the range. I could park the carts. I could change grips. I could you know like I. I sorry, um, I. I, you know, I had an opportunity and access to money, right? And eventually that led to, you know, that, that when I said there was like three memories of golf, when I got my first set of clubs at Christmas, we used to celebrate with my, with my aunt and uncle and, and uh, uncle Tony, who was a scratch golfer when he was in his teens, you know, he was like, he was like the Matt Cohen of his generation. He was into the game of golf when golf wasn't cool. And uh, he was very good at it, like really good at it. Could have been pro, but there was not much money to be made back then when he was younger. But I'll never forget, he said, it starts with the grip. You know, you got to get that grip right. And he, so he put my hand on the club. I'll, you know, I'll never forget, oh, set of clubs. And then he got up and said, here. And then he really shepherded me into the game. You know, I had to earn it, right? Like I had to prove to him that I could hang with him and his guys before I became like, the fifth that tagged along. I had to prove to him that I understood. My dad, I will say my dad taught me like the the integrity of the game, the the you know, the rules or the 
the, you know, kind of the, 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 like, don't put your shadow on the hole when you're holding the pin, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like little etiquette. things you know, like stand that. Stand on this side, you know, when you hold the flag, you stand on this side. You, you, when yeah. you're on a hole, you leave your bag at this side of the green because the yeah. tee is over there. You know, the, the finer details of, of the nuance. Yeah, the nuance. Yeah. 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 And, but my uncle Tony taught me like the competition, the, the betting, the games, paying your bets right after you've, you've, you finish the, you know, how to, you know, he taught me more of the competitive side. And, um, so working around golf, you know, being around someone like my uncle and all of his friends at Oakmont golf course. And I've written about this, the head pro was, was a nasty man, very manipulative. I mean, a real, like, uh, the definition of like, you know, an ass, uh, you know, but the guys he would hire the, the, the young pros in the shop, Jeff John and, you know, Howie Walker and Greg Langford and, um, uh, Scott Silva. There were some guys who, you know, those are the guys that you need to take you under your wing, take you under their wing and make sure you, you're doing things the right way. Guy named Tim Bogue. I hung out with a lot. Um, these guys, you know, they, they meant something to me. And I think about that them all the time when I see kids out at Goat Hill Park or, and I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're making time for the next generations that because people ahead of me made time for me. So those people, you know, because I think to myself that the amount of relationships I've had and I've made the memories, the moments, the experiences, the travels the discovery, the cultures, the, you know, the, the education about the world we live in is very much all funneled through the game of golf for me, maybe for you too. A lot of people probably listening. And so there's much deeper meaning to the game than just like, Oh, I shot 75 or 85 or I broke 90 or broke hundred. That's that. Those are little, those are fun little mini accomplishments that you might save a scorecard or, or a hole in one, but the game of golf is a, is um, is you know I think to myself, what would I be without golf? <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah, that's a question everyone everyone should ask themselves because oh uh, my god, if I'd you have took a lot of free everything time. <laughs> out, if you took everything out of my life that had any touch point to the game of golf, I'd be I'd be naked in a gutter. Yeah, I think I'd have about 15 kids. Come here to me. Um, can you explain? Can you explain the reason Americans in particular travel in their thousands and over the last 30 years, millions to Ireland to play golf? It's, I mean, I've already sort of tapped a little bit into it. it yes, it's the golf. I mean, there's, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can go on and on about the actual courses themselves. Um, but it's the culture. It's the crack. It's the people. I mean, you know, Scotland is a beautiful place for golf and has amazing golf courses. And I think they've come a long way in sort of their embrace of a North American traveler because they kind of had to. You know why they had to? Because Ireland was kicking their ass 
in feel in in that warm embrace of not only do we want we're not only are we happy you're here and and i know some people are probably not happy anymore because it's like jesus too much drove into prices clotting up our t-sheets okay but you know they're also frequenting the bars and the restaurants and the hotels and you know the rental cars and all that goes with this tourism industry right that comes with it uh the airlines and and everything so and it's it's happening in those thousands and it's on that huge uptick because everybody goes everybody who goes has a great experience and it's they have a great experience because of the caddy they had or the or that music they heard or that you know that hurling match they they stumbled into you know or or the joke that the 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 the, the driver told them or the you know it, it just the you know the list goes on and on about how and why there's no one answer and that's your answer that's the thing yeah that's the thing do you know what i'm saying because it's 100 because you taught me a lesson you were on this podcast before yourself and um it was matt squared and tom coin yourself and matt adams and tom coin and we had a chat about irish golf at the time when irish golf was closed it was christmas 2020 and um, back in the rona days on the the china the china days as some people say um, and you taught me a lesson that time because the thing came up about because uh, golf was open for about three months that year september october november and a lot of irish people discovered places that they'd never played before so like the trillies where it was at a rate and you know there was golf Ireland rates were kind of in reintroduced or rebroadcast and they were available the Watervilles and you know places that are normally they're the premium golf courses right and you kind of taught me something that time and i was like oh well like would you not get a deal like, you don't need a deal it is a deal and um, it's the price because it's the price it's the price because and it kind of educated me a bit even on lehinch like lehinch is the price because there's 30 greenkeepers being employed to keep it to that standard there's 20 people across the restaurant and office keeping the place going there's a whole sub ecosystem of economy you lose to there the the hotels and b&b's in the area the five pubs in the town and the, the all that jazz right so and there's plenty of people still now today who will say and you'll get into the dms or you'll get it oh sure look you're probably loaded or whatever irish people in particular who will say Money to play these places, Tree and Royal Port Rush is going to be over 300 pounds next year, and all head is a grand line, and kind of along that, not at sawgrass levels. What's your take on the cost to play the pre- these courses, the premium? The, these are the top golf courses, not just in Ireland, but they're the top golf courses in the world. What's your take on someone says, Aperture, you know, you can play 30 pounds to go down the road? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's the cost of golf is something that used to used to be a big thing for me and i had somebody you know explain to me like it's the laws of economics right supply and demand and every course is different every course is is trying to sort of set out a business model based on what right uh you know lahinch has a built-in membership they have a loyal, uh, you know, inner circle of people who they know are that that butters their bread, right? 
those are the ones that are going to be there. And then they open up X amount of tea times for the outsiders to supplement that in total business model. I mean, you know, you guys know this better than I do, but old head might not, you know, Lahinch is right in that area. And that had, you know, yeah, you know, is it 700 members? Is it 1700 members? I don't know exact number, but it's, <laughs> I think like it's a over real, 2000 members. Yeah, it's like a, it's <laughs> like a big giant, you know, it's a big giant number where you're like, wow, you know, and then, you know, the, but the cost of being a member there isn't so outrageous. You know, when you run those numbers for us here to be a member at like Pine Valley or San Francisco golf club or Augusta National. I don't know what the number is. I'll never know. Because yeah, golf course be in the top 100, blah, 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 in terms of architecture and design yeah. and all that kind Shinnecock of stuff. To, Bubba, to be in an equivalent layout. 100 grand to join, you know, 500 grand to join, you know, a million dollars to join. And, you know, like, I mean, I'm not kidding. Right. So, <laughs> but I, I find, you know, your model of private in which there are members, but then there's access and outside play that supplement that membership so that members actually can afford to play that course is just, I just love that model, right? As Alan Shipnick said in a recent podcast, we did at firepitcollective.com and it was a fire pit podcast about, about, you know, Pasatiempo, Alistair McKenzie, right? You know, Lahinch, Alistair McKenzie, um, this ha- this is a member-owned golf course that allows outside play, and the green fee is going to be three hundred and eighty-five dollars or something once they restore all these greens and when it reopens. And people are like, three hundred eighty-five dollars. Okay, hold on, hold on. You have the option: pay or don't pay. They're at that price because that's based on the demand, right? Like this is just simple laws of economics. They charge it because they can get it. If they couldn't get it, they wouldn't charge it. Pebble Beach, 650 bucks. You know, that's crazy to me. But luckily, I've been able to play it. And I played it back when it was $125 when I graduated high school. And the good news, I said, I say this all the time. The problem with golf is not charging $385 to play Pasatiempo. The problem would be if you charge $385 and you deliver an $85 experience. If you deliver a priceless experience in which people leave not thinking about how much they paid, instead talking about what they got access to and the holes they got to play and the greens they got to put, and the shots they got to, you know, imagine and, and try to execute, then you've then you've got a good thing, right? If people if people are charging a big number and delivering one tenth of that kind of experience, they're going to not succeed. And the prices will come down. At a restaurant, if you're going to charge, you know, for an $85 steak and it tastes like a $5 steak, guess what's going to go out of business? That restaurant. So you can't, I, I, you know, I don't, we can complain or we just don't go. You can, you know, that's, that's your, those are your choices. Exactly. it's it's always the the minority that that are the loudest, oftentimes. Well, of course, yeah. And the way and the that, way I equate it as well is like, uh, is in a very Irish fashion, Matt. Is it three nights out? <laughs> Generally, it's, it's three <laughs> average nights out 
or three very good ones maybe to play somewhere yeah. like Port Rush or Lynch. But that's it. Like if you were losing weight for a wedding or for for Christmas, yeah. or we lose weight to get ready for Christmas here, um, you know, you'd not eat the calories so you can have the calories. It's the same. As, that's the way I approach it, you know. I'm like, John, I'm not going to go out for, for pints for like six weeks and I'll go down and play a dare then in May. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, that's the, way, that's the way I do it. Hogshead, um, right? Hogshead. Whatever they're charging there, Whatever that situation is. Well, that's a different is. ball game. That's, but I mean, that's it, the only private place on the island. And, the, and, and that, and, you know, I said, I said it when they told me their model. I said it, you know, and you got Robert Trent Jones golf course in Ireland on a tough piece of land where it's 10 miles or 15 miles an hour, you know, blowing more than it does down, down the hill at Waterville. You know, uh, you know, that never has made sense to me. And guess what? You know what I choose to do? Not go, not, not go. play, <laughs> not pay, not, you know, like that's my choice. I would, so, and, and guess where I go? Waterville, because that golf course, you know, like you got, you come to a fork in the road. Now, some people like them both. Some people like the mix. Good. That's your choice. This is art on a wall. You either like it and you want to bring it home and put it on your wall, or you move on and you walk down the wall, you walk down the wall and find something else you like, a different artist or a different size or a different style. Like there is no right or wrong. It's what you decide. We hold cars. The good news as a consumer is we have so many choices, right? You can, exactly. you know, Naren and Port New, Critch Island and St. Patrick's at Rossapena, right? Well, Critch Island feels like you could play for what for the change you got in your pocket. And if you play St. Patrick's, it might be a little bit more. But if you balance out the two and you say, well, now I've now I've played something really incredibly charming and homemade with the locals and their shovels and Critch Island. And, you know, with that low cost comes low expectations and then a sense of like, wow, I can't believe I got that for that. At St. Patrick's, to me, it's like, I can't believe I got that for that. It's still incredible value. It's Some people in Ireland for me, Rasa Pena, oh. I cannot, I, I, I was up there for the first time in April. I got the handicap low enough to play in their senior scratch cup. Oh, cool. Uh, so you cover two of the courses for like 50 euro. Yeah. So if that's not motivation for anybody in Ireland to get to a handicap of three or better. Oh. Then there's fucking no hope for you because you're yeah, going to pay off the penny for 50 bucks. Um, and, you know, Frank and John do something right up there. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to be up there for a couple of days, they'll take care of you. Do you know what I mean? Well, but you know what they do right is they do right what so many people do right in Ireland. They, they, yeah. they, they're, they're there. They're there to greet you. They're there to make sure that, you know, service and, uh, and, and accountability. It's like, you know what, you know, the, 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 the very consistent common denominator to a very successful restaurant is someone who owns the restaurant is there every day. Yeah. You know, what's a common denominator to successful golf is someone who's part of the fabric of that golf course is there to hold everybody accountable for that thing that we can't touch, but we can feel hospitality, service, warmth, you know, a welcome. So, you know, what you guys do better than everywhere else in the world is what I just said, you know, hospitality, service, warmth, and a welcome. And, and the, you guys take pride in making sure that not only are we happy that you're here, but we want to make sure you come back. 
No, 100%. And just when you were talking there, it reminded me of a couple of things, a couple of lines from comedians, but it reminded me of the difference between American hospitality <laughs> and Irish hospitality, right? And uh, some people don't like the, the drink analogies, but we're in Ireland, come on. So the diff- I see the difference, and I've only been to America a few times. The hospitality is great, right? But in America, they'll get you drunk, and they'll tell you to fuck off home. In Ireland, they'll get you drunk, but we'll drive you home ourselves. <laughs> Right. The little difference. Or you'll go right into the next day. You go right into the next day. Just don't, come don't, don't go home. Don't go home. Um, there's a couple of questions I like to ask on this trip. Sometimes uh, on this trip, it is a trip. Um, but one, journey. I, have, I haven't asked before uh, because you've done 25 plus years, not to put an age in you, uh, of golf um, between Golf Illustrated or Sports Illustrated and Golf Digest. And golf. I want people to, in Ireland to especially know about. The Fireprint Collective. So, what was the compelling event for you to go all in on Fireprint Collective? Yeah, I, I launched a travel-based lifestyle production company about two months before COVID hit. So that was a good that was a good decision, right? Good timing. A very Irish decision there, yeah, <laughs> Matt. Uh, talking <laughs> about restaurants, it was like opening a restaurant right before COVID. So, no, I I think that ultimately it all. It all was inspired by the idea that in my travels, again, I started writing travel for Golf Digest after I'd gotten my master's in in journalism at Columbia Journalism School. I I did like the idea of I wanted to tell the stories. I was a photo editor at Sports Illustrated and Golf Digest. And instead of helping illustrate or produce photo shoots or pick pictures, it felt like I wanted to tell the stories, you know? So, um, I, I, once I started writing, you know, writing these stories and trying to, you know, uh, share like everybody who's a golfer and social media has been so great for golf, you know, it's not all great, but social media is great for golf because social golf at the core of what it is, is very social. You play a place, Oh my God, we were talking about this before we started and maybe you use it, maybe you don't, but that sense of discovery. Oh my God, I went and played Critch Island. You've got to go play here. I went and played Portumna. You've got to go play Portumna. It's that sense of like, you know, oh my God, I've seen the light. There's incredible value. It's an incredible experience. It's a great golf course, you know, Got to go. You've got to go do this to Patty. You know, you you tell all your friends, or you tell all your followers. When I was doing my travels for Golf Digest, and that was the core, celebrating buddies trips. Right, I started doing the ambush and writing about buddies trips, and that was uh, tapping into like, oh my god, there's this whole subculture of you know alpha planners that plan, and they're bell cows, and they lead groups of four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. 50, whatever the number is, I started talking to that person and saying, how can I make sure that you look good in your world and to your buddies to make sure that you went, you know, you're going out and, and giving them a good experience. What's a good experience? This course, this course, this course, this resort, this, this resort, this, this country, place like Ireland, that so that sense of discovery rolled into Golf Channel and now Janella's Journeys and doing these travel shows. We'd go out for five days and shoot from sunrise to sunset 
we'd come back for five days worth of content footage and we'd run a five and a half minute piece and everything else would go to waste. I said, we'd kill the cow Jesus. and only eat the filet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like, you know, what's in my phone right now, like years and years of images and videos and interviews and, 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 you know, sunrises and sunsets and golf holes. And, you know, like, it's just, I can't, I'm so far behind. I just got back from Scottsdale five days. I can't even, I can't, I'm like overwhelmed with how much I want to try to share. Well, like golf channel, that inefficiency, that dedication to strictly a linear distribution of TV. You have to tune in morning drive on a Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., and that's when you'll be able to see it. Yeah, then they'd start putting it that online. But for me, all that extra content and all that extra footage wasn't getting out. So Barstool was the big cage rattle. You had guys like No Laying Up who got this early on and started realizing we don't need the traditional linear distribution in order to gain a following. So the emergence of YouTube and all the social media channels much like what you're doing, right? I have, I was told, told people years ago, how do I get in? I said, just start writing, start a blog, start a podcast, start, you know, start the social media. And if you're good at it, you'll get a following. And if you've got a following, you've got a business. And uh, that it's, it's, so for me, I was getting anxious at Golf Channel, feeling like this is inefficient. So much is going to waste. The destinations or resorts or courses or places I was going or followers and fans want more. And we're giving them a sliver of what we have. So the launch of the Fire Pit Collective and the idea of going out on my own, even though it was bad timing, we're kind of we've now gotten back to our roots, Fire Pit Collective, which is courses, resorts, destination, lifestyle, travel, renovations, restorations, you know, uh, celebrating, you know, the good of the game, you know, Alan Shipnuck has really focused on the professional game. I, I, we're, we're trying to get, it's just a cesspool of stuff to me at the professional level. So getting back to people who pay to play versus people who get paid to play is really more of our focus now. And it's that efficiency factor that put more out We've got more. So read, watch, listen, long, medium, short, try to use the whole cow is, was the, was the catalyst and the idea behind firepitcollective.com. No, it's brilliant. It is brilliant because they are the, you see all the, the sound bites and the clickbait with, with what called mainstream media, the, the golf, this and the golf, that, but the ones I actually remember and share are, things Alan does and like the video series that fire Pit put together because you actually get a, a robust, a robust story, not a clickbait and go, geez, where's the story in this article? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get it in different forms and it kind of comes from that. Um, what's his name? Um, what is his name? I need more. Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk, right. It comes from his, methodology of create one big long form piece of a story and then you cut it up into your 10 pieces and you take the audio and that's your podcast so you do one good story and you can distribute it 10 different ways gary vaynerchuk that's his kind of content story yeah i mean blake cuny and tommy pearson are a are a production company that we share offices with 
they've described it to us. They helped build John John Florence, the surfer's brand back when. And uh, I was already thinking read, watch, listen, long, medium, short, but they crystallized it in a way that I know you'll, you'll totally appreciate. But hero, hub, and hygiene. Hero is the long form right? He, the hero form of content is my 22, 24-minute feature on Dublin or 22, 24-minute feature on the southwest of Ireland or the 24-minute feature on the north-northwest or Belfast. That's the hero, that long-form video. And your point, just like you said, the hub then becomes, in my mind, that, 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 that hero is made up of eight segments of features, right? Eight mini features, eight hubs of content creates the hero. And then you use the hygiene, the short socials, 30 to 60 seconds to tease the hub and the hero. Then I do a podcast and then we write an article. And so now you have that, that sum total, that big pie chart of content is what we weren't doing at the Golf Channel which was giving me the anxiety and and the 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 push out of the nest of comfort and security to say I got to try something else. Hero, if you've got the hero, you've got everything. If you've got that long form, you have all those hubs by virtue of like that's what makes up the hero and then the hygiene's keep spilling out of that. Then you have little sidebar features that make no sense to anything related to anything but they're just damn good and really short and they're funny. And then you have the podcast that kind of wraps it all up. And in every if you go to our landing page and you go to journeys and you go into Ireland and you go to, you know, all these different long forms, it's all there for you. If you want the long, settle in you know, watch it, consume it anyway. If you want the shorter forms, they're there for you too. If you want to read about it, you can read about it. If you want to listen to it in a podcast form, you can listen to it. Because the idea being, if you're in, I want to give it, you know, if you prefer reading and I prefer watching and someone else prefers listening, you've got all that. But if you want it all, it's all there for you too. It's it's just, it's just that efficiency factor. You know, Native Americans back in the day, they didn't kill the buffalo and only eat the meat. They used everything, and that's it. That's it's just simple. It's back to the basics. We're not exactly, in a we're not exactly in a position right. to not. Exactly right. I know you have a parent teacher meeting, so I have one more question. <laughs> and I do Q and A. Right. I hope little Bandon is. I hope he gets a good <laughs> review. I mean, we're hoping, hoping like crazy. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. So God seems to be changing. Okay, or at least maybe it's trying too hard to change. Okay, in that you know we we um, the Netflix <laughs> cup the Netflix <laughs> cup was a couple of weeks ago, right? I don't know if you watched that, but the first twenty minutes, half an hour was was painful. Well, it, it was okay after that. It was okay after that. Uh, you have TGL when they've when their when their arena is rebuilt, and you've Live, which is a kind of different story. Machinella, you have a bottomless pit of money. You get to implement two things for the betterment of the game. What do you do? Yeah, I totally invest in in short courses. I I, I go all in on sustainability, short, fun, you know, an emphasis on a place where I don't care if you're a plus five or a 25 handicap, you feel welcome, 
uh, it's, you know, you still have the challenge. I think a friend of mine, Davis says, and has started a company called threes. It's part three. It's the hang. It's the, you know, you, it's that, com, you know, build the community, what these guys are doing at grass clippings. And I'm there at early stage, what John has done at Goat Hill park, what, you know, uh, Steve Leary, the mayor of Winter Park, did for 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 Winter Park Nine and the investment, you know, small investment into something that is paying dividends for generations to come. Not not to mention property value. It's Golden Gate Parks. It's the nine holes. It's you know, I'm I would be, I would push all in on that. Um, I think it's totally you know, Top Golf. I saw it right from the beginning. <laughs> you know, the first time I walked into a Top Golf facility very early on everyone was complaining about how golf took too long it was too hard they had four hour lines i'll never forget it was like midnight they closed at 2 a.m and they had people wait on in a four hour queue to try to get a stall beyond the time that the place was even going to be open they were still putting their name down so i was like well golf doesn't have a, a time problem it has an experience problem 7,800 yard golf courses that water everywhere. Like the saw grasses are great for the players championship. And people go to say, I played where they play. And I hit that shot at 17. And if that's worth 1200 bucks to you, God speed, good luck, go get them. There would never be a situation. They'd have to pay me $1,200. To to go play sawgrass, I'm done. I've checked right across the street. They they a place called Yards. They converted kind of a failing 18 hole golf course into a 12 hole golf course. They have six hole routing. They hold a skins game there. It's about the experience, right? What again? Go back to what does Ireland do so good? Experience. I'd push all in on making sure that again people weren't just coming once and checking a box. They were inspired to come back and tell all their friends, you've got to go see the Critch Islands. You know, as much as I love St. Patrick's and Rossapena, there's no way I would say, if you're going to go play Nairn and Port New and St. Patrick's and Rossapena, and you don't spin off and play Critch Island and experience that for whatever they charge, which is like, again, pocket change, you're crazy. I did, I'd go buy Critch Island. If I, if I had money right now, I'd buy Critch Island and make it as great as it could be. And it's already um, we're great. Come from, we're, we're, we're coming from the same school. You know it. You've played it. I, before I ever played golf, we used to go to mass or church on a Sunday <laughs> in a scanner. And on the way home in the summertime, we used to play Sandfield House pitch and put. And that's years before I ever picked up a golf club to play golf. It was just something we were able to do. So that's, that's also my life goal is there's a range here in County Kildare and they have a pitch and put course on one side. And a 400 yard range on the other side, and five aside soccer pitches cool. as well. I want to cool. buy the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And I'm going to put a, a roof over the pitch and push because it rains <laughs> over here. And that's the dream. Um, quick fire QA time, Matt, because you have an appointment, right? No, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm good. The, the school's only two blocks away. So we got Oh, you're okay, sir. So yeah, it's yeah. probably downhill as well if it's California. Yeah, it is. It's flat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quick for our Q and A. These are the real hard-hitting questions, Master. Oh, ready I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. What was your walk-on song be? Uh, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors have a song called "Find Your People." You got to find your people. 
You listen to it. There's no way you don't love it. And it really is my anthem, you know, for life at this point. Finding your people who just see the world the way you see it. You know, I found my people at Goat Hill Park. You know, those are my people. Uh, gives me, it's emotional. I mean, I found my people in Ireland. I've found, you know, I've found my people all over the world. And it's uh, it's a special it's a special thing when you find them. You know who they are. They know who you are. And uh, I've, you know, I've got a lot. I've made gajillion friends through this game of golf. Goes back to the beginning. So, I'd have to look that one up. Uh, yeah. Well, I... you, th- you'll thank me later. And Drew Holcomb's a hell of a golfer. And came <laughs> when he was playing in San Diego at a concert. He he came out and played Goat Hill Park with me and John Ashworth. And he said this is it and it inspired him to try to do something like that in nashville so i don't know whether he's going to do it or not but like that's the kind of impact that goat hill park is having no and it's global believe me um if you don't go to rasapena go to goat hill park that's what i said um <laughs> jim they're both golfing meccas jim or pizza jim or pizza mm-hmm. like go to the gym or eat a pizza go to the gymnasium or just get takeout pizza <laughs> i mean Pete, hat, visor, or bucket hat. Happy Gilmore or tin cup? Tin cup. Good, because the start of this podcast starts teed up. You know, kind of stole it from there. Yeah. Uh, walk, walk or cart? Walk. Be you know. The, I just tweeted out something. Golf courses that force you to take a cart is like I, I just like I, I wish they never existed. Now again. Do I take a cart if my six-year-old's coming and he can't walk out? Yes. Do I take a cart if we want to buzz around or we've already played 18 or 36 and you want to get in? You know, I get the cart. cart. I'm not anti-cart, but I'm just telling you, when you walk, as you guys know better than anybody, the conversations and the communication and the connective tissue that happens amongst that group. Of, you know, if you're in a cart, you're only talking to the person you're with. It, it, it's, it, it just... It just sort of, it just smothers out the core of what I love about the game, which is the camaraderie. So without question, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, walk. Match Nella walks would be the podcast name. I mean, Uh. again, do I take a cart from time to time? Yes. 100%. I mean, you know, it happens, but walk is, is 90, you know, 92% of, of what I do. Golf hoodies. Look at oh, us. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, so, and the idea so if, that someone would say no as if, like, I, don't, I just don't even know what that, you know. I had a stalwart PJ Pro say, would have been no until four months ago until I wore one, and now I can't take it off. <laughs> um, that was Key McNamara, won the South back in 05. I, I, it keeps the back of my neck more. I mean, it's just, well, uh, you know. It's, for golf in Ireland, is like golf hoodie. Yeah, of course. Special. You got to put, you know, I mean. And then the snood underneath it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. if you say yes to the golf hoodies question, golf joggers, yes or no? Not for me, but I don't, I, it doesn't offend me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I did it like, you know, I think there are people, it's kind of like women wearing, uh, wearing the, the yoga pants, right? You know, uh, uh, 
wear them all you want. I mean, if, if that's what feels good to you, like not all women should wear yoga pants, but if they do, it doesn't offend me. You know what I mean? Like 100%. not all men should wear joggers, but if they do it, it's the white belt. Not for me, but if you want to wear a white belt, that's, you know, I, I'm not, sure. I don't, I'm not really into that. Like, judging people on what they wear thing you know i no no 100 i mean it from a more of would you wear them yeah uh, no i i don't yeah, think no. it's my <laughs> thing you know what i mean like if my wife told me you know oh you gotta you gotta you know they look great on you i'd probably wear them but because she's all that matters just on that so i like to wear them and I get yeah, plenty I've of. Seen, I've I get, seen. Yeah, I think, I think I wore them. I, th I think I wore them when I was playing the goat with you. I think you pull it uh, off. Nice, actually. Uh, nice purple pair. My favorite reaction was actually this past Saturday in Lehinch. I was playing with two guys in their seventies and a friend of mine in, in his fifties, and I was all blacked out, black joggers, uh, no show socks. And Jerry comes onto the tee. Parik, eh, Parik, did you forget your socks? <laughs> <laughs> and then I fired it about 310 up and I turned on and says, it's because I've no socks on Jerry. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 the, the whole fashion of golf is, uh, I'm not a, I, I've, you know, as John Ashworth says, this is your recreation, right? This is your, this is what you're doing. And you're, you know, as, as fun, who am I to judge what you, what you wear when you go and, and enjoy, you know, you enjoy exactly. a walk. That's coming from an Ashworth. So he knows yeah, a thing or yeah. two about clothing. Instagram exactly. or Twitter? Instagram, uh, by far. I mean, Twitter, I have to be there, but, ooh, boy. Gets, gets spicy. Um, it, it's like being in Ireland. You think you, you, know, <laughs> you want to get ripped to shreds, just go on Twitter. You know? Oh, I've taken a new tack as of yesterday on Twitter. And now I'm just using it as a big, like, a big um, clickbaiting exercise. Um, play or practice? I, I mean, play, but boy, I, I really do love to practice. I love, I, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly working my game. I've changed my ground. Will Crop from Goat Hill Park is, is uh, I've got a lesson with him today. I'm committing to six months of really trying to stop cutting across the ball, and, and I've changed my grip. I'm, I'm really committed to trying to attack that inside of that golf ball and uh and i'm going six months lessons every two weeks by april of the map the masters is where i hope to feel like i have resurrected my game i've been kind of a lifetime stuck at seven to nine handicap for years and i want to practice more change change my swing path and uh and get in the inside of that golf ball and uh so practice is i'm gonna say practice see you in the final of the gold match play next year yeah um, yeah oh yeah right last question kind of hypothetical scenario let's just say it is um the goat hill comp the sorry the links hole competition i think is in lehinch in 2024 I heard a rule. So if it's the LS2 I, I think it is officially. I think we can say that. I'm not <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not positive. <laughs> I know they're going back to Ireland and uh and I and I hope it's a Lehinch the logo obviously the goat is the the mascot and Goat Hill Park is the goat and there's a mural of Lehinch just at Goat Hill Park which happened totally randomly with the artist which is another story we're sitting on. But Patty at Lehinch told me that Goat Hill Park is officially a sister course to Lehinch 
in the U.S., kind of like the old course, and Pinehurst have this cradle of American golf, and you know, so the hinch is, you know, yeah. Let's say it is on unofficially. It's a hypothetical it's story. It's got to be. It's got to be. You and me win it, right? And we're you are celebrating, right? Because I'm up we're going the up to the nineteenth bar, yeah, the nineteenth <laughs> right? hole bar there. Yeah. But, so we've done that. The next night, you have your celebratory dinner, and you can have whatever six people at the table with you. You're at the top of the table, and you have three people down the right and three people down the left. Who makes the cut? In Ireland? Be, any, in your whole life. Oh, they man. Can be, they can be real people. They can be fake people. They can be celebrities. They can be fictional characters. You could have Harry Potter there if you wanted. Bandon might have Superman. But who would Machinella have at his table? It's all my guys. It's really hard to cut it down to six because, you know, Marty Carr is on that list. John Ashworth is on that list. You know, my Uncle Tony is on that list. I mean, uh, you know, my dad and I are very close, but it's not really about the game of golf, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I, mean, I love my dad. Um, I, if I, you know, and my dad didn't really get along with Uncle Tony, so it was kind of like golf was my so it was like a little bit of a it was a, so in this particular case when we're celebrating the win at La Hinch, uh, it would have to you know Josh Lesnick is the godfather of Baby Bandon. Bandon would have to be there, my little guy. I mean, we he, he's 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 my best buddy, um, and I, I think I have one more uh, spot. I mean. And I've got a best bunch of best buddies for life that go back all the way to second grade, but probably have to be my best buddy from high school, Todd Curran. He's, you know, I mean, and I got Tim Hetrick is my partner for life and the Uncle Tony. I, I need a bigger table, to be totally honest <laughs> with you. I, I got 24 guys who come on my Uncle Tony Invitational. They're there for a reason. And uh, I just, I'd have to ask for a bigger table. That's okay. That's well worth it. It's a great table so far. Matt Janella, thanks for your time. It is half seven now, half, well, 8.35 your time. So thanks for yeah. getting up and, and having the coffee, having the conversation. And we'll see you real soon. I right. give my best to everybody in Ireland. They know who they are. Marty Cars and Killian O'Dowds and Aiden Malloy's and, and Joe Canning is, uh, you know, I'm proud to call him a friend. And Owen There's Lynch. No, and, like a Joe show. No, no, Ryan and my guys in Ireland are, are they know who they are and uh, and they mean the world to me and, and Ireland does. And I'm, I'm glad to know you and uh, keep up all the great work. And I can't wait to get back. So thank you. Matty G, talk to you soon. Matt Janella, what an absolute gentleman. Can't wait to hook up with Matt and the Fire Pit Collective on their next jaunt to these shores here in Ireland. If you like today's show, please do like it. Share it with your friends. Put it in the WhatsApp groups. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like it, share it, tell the word about it if that's your thing. If you can do me one favor, leave a review. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, I think it's a couple of clicks of a button. Really helps the show, helps me broadcast it, helps get better and better guests like Matt on it. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for pressing play. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy.